speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father... So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish, for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. I have to confess that I don't have much patience anymore. I don't have much patience anymore for what you call plastic Christianity. You know, the kind of Christianity that's not real. The kind of Christianity where people pretend that they are happy all the time. The kind of Christianity where people indeed pretend they're happy all the time, where you supposedly walk this Christian life, this victorious Christian life, without sorrow, without pain, without sin itself. Yes, I don't have much patience for this plastic Christianity because it has ruined way too many people, theologically and emotionally speaking. Furthermore, I have no patience for it because it simply is not real. It's fake. It makes a mockery of the Christian faith. And ignores the reality of what Jesus talks about in our reading from the Gospel of John this morning. You see, in John chapter 16, Jesus says to his disciples and to you and to me that in this life we will weep and we will mourn. He states that we will have pain. Such is this life in this veil of tears. But Jesus also promises us that our pain will turn to joy. Yes, that our pain will turn to joy. So this brings up an interesting question, indeed. A very interesting question. Which one is it? Is it pain or is it joy? Yes, pain or joy. This Christian life, is it pain or joy? Plastic Christianity obviously responds by saying, you know, it's joy all the time. Joy, joy, joy. No pain. Joy for the Christian. We know, you and I, we know that this is not reality 
As it, is, as it has been said before, life is pain. Anyone who says otherwise is trying to sell you something. So again, which one is it? Is Christianity joy or is it pain? Well, my friends, it's neither. It's neither. Instead, we believe, we teach, and we confess that this Christian life is pain and joy simultaneously. Yes, pain and joy simultaneously. You see, becoming a Christian does not free you and me from the pain and the sorrows of life. Contrary to what higher life spiritual gurus a plastic Christianity gush, once you become a Christian, you are not lifted out of this veil of tears, as they say. This old term, the veil of tears, this valley of tears. Contrary to the plastic sermons of smiling and sappy pastors who act like they have it all together in life, well, once you become a Christian, you are not lifted above the valley of tears in some sort of spiritual balloon to a utopic bliss. No, Jesus says that we will have sorrow in this life. Yes, that we will have sorrow. There's no escaping this veil of tears. People will let you down. Your body will suffer, decay. Sickness may take a hold of you. Finances, well, they will suffer. War may even break out. And heavy thoughts may come and bow your head and make your hearts tremble. Such is life under the sun. To say that we Christians do not suffer, that we do not weep, or that we have no pain is, well, naive at best. At worst, somebody may be trying to sell you something to line their own pockets. This is why the kind of evangelism, the kind of outreach, the kind of evangelism and outreach that tells pagans to become a Christian so that they can obtain great, a great life full of health and wealth and happiness, well, this is misleading. Does living the Christian life lead to a better life, though? Yes, at times it does, no doubt about it. But a life where a person is free from sorrow, a life where you're free from pain and weeping, my friends, this kind of life does not exist. It only exists in the imaginations of people, well, people who are afraid of their own shadows, people who are afraid of the troubles of life and need to create a pretend world that they imagine is safe and spectacular and fuzzy. So the point is quite simple. As a Christian, you must learn to expect sorrow. You must learn to expect weeping and pain. When sorrow and weeping and pain happen, well, it must not catch you off guard. For this is the way that it is in life. It is the way that it is in this veil of tears. Now, dear friends, we must bluntly keep in mind, not to be harsh, not to be crass, but to be real, we must keep in mind that we are not living in the Garden of Eden anymore. We're not in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve at the very foundations of the world. We live right now in a present world that is cursed by sin. Indeed, it is cursed by sin. We live in a world ruled by the devil himself, as the scriptures say, the devil who is the prince of power of the air. Furthermore, when we become a Christian, we are not instantly transported to glory zapped out of this veil of tears unto glory. No, we remain in this world. This is why the old hymn writers refer to the Christian as a pilgrim, if you will, a pilgrim on a journey in a foreign land. But what of joy? Yes, what of joy? 
Does the Christian have any happiness or joy in this life at all? Or is it all doom and gloom? Is it all pain? Is it all suffering? Is it all sorrow and tears? Friends, please listen up. Yes, please listen up. Jesus, he promises you and me in the reading from the Gospel of John that our sorrow will turn to joy. It's interesting to know, though, that there's a great difference as well between joy and happiness. That is to say, the joy that Jesus speaks of, well, it's not the same as having happiness, like the pagan has happiness in this world. You see, when the average pagan talks about happiness, they're typically seeking pleasure. Now, give me an opportunity to explain the difference. You see, the average pagan will feel sorrow and pain just like you and me. They live in this veil of tears just like us in this valley of sorrow. However, the average pagan will then try to offset or somehow replace the sorrow and the pain of life with happiness and pleasure. Uh, So they will try to create, to conjure up happiness. They will even get aggressive, believing that it is their right, get this, that it is their right to be happy. This will result in them pushing and shoving and fighting and demanding happiness at all costs. Yes, happiness at all costs. But in the end, the pursuit of happiness, as you already know, is never long-lasting Sooner or later, pain and sorrow, they come and they they have a way of of breaking through, yes, breaking through that happiness, bringing it to an end. Unfortunately, though, and this is where things get dangerous, pagans and, yes, even us Christians, well, we can fall into the trap of fighting back against sorrow and pain. We fight back against it. By trying to create a greater happiness, by trying to create a greater pleasure. Like King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, we can drink every bottle, buy every product, sleep with as many people as we can, and consume as much media as possible to keep a steady drip of happiness flowing into our veins. But in the end, the happiness of the world lasts only for a moment. So what about joy? Joy, though, is quite different. Joy, it cannot be created or forced by our own endeavors. Furthermore, joy does not originate in the depths of our heart. It does not conjure up from deep within. It doesn't start right here. We don't have the joy, joy, joy down in our hearts, as that old children's song says. No, the joy that Jesus speaks of, the joy that Christ speaks of, is outside the human heart. You see, Christian joy, the Christian's joy, is not the same as pleasure or happiness. Joy is something that is, get this, that is given to you. It is given to you. As an old theologian once said, joy, it's like a stab. Joy is like a stab. It it breaks through our tears. It breaks through our sorrow. It comes and divides through our pain. And it points us to something bigger, bigger than the hardships of life. And so, dear Christians, think of it this way. Joy is something that you will permanently receive, no doubt about it. You will permanently receive joy when you are delivered from this veil of tears, when you are resurrected from your graves unto eternal life. 
at that great last day, and oh, we can smile, and we can smile long for that day, that you and I, we will have complete joy forever on that great glorious day, that great eschaton, that great last day, when we will live apart from this veil of tears with complete joy. And so what this means is that you and I, though right now, that we smile through our tears. In other words, we weep in this world because sin constantly attacks us. It attacks every single one of us. Temptations, they make our hearts weary. And the world, well, it always scorns. And yet, and yet you and I, we as Christians, we smile through our tears because we are given a foretaste or a sample of the joy that is to come at glory. The Lord, he actually pierces your heart and gives you joy as he calms your conscience, as he covers your sins with forgiveness, and as he strengthens your faith through his word and sacraments. We smile through our tears. Baptized saints, the Lord God wants us to have joy in this life, and so he gives us good gifts while we experience sorrow, while we experience pain in this veil of tears. For example, he gives you gifts such as authority, parents, and police to keep you safe, joy. He gives you physical life from the womb to your deathbed, as well as doctors to heal your body, joy. He does not want you to be alone, so he gives the gift of marriage. He gives a husband, a wife, and a wife, a husband, joy. And let us not forget, he gives you possessions. He gives you a good reputation. He gives you contentment, all gifts, joy. And finally, but certainly not least, he gives you everlasting righteousness. He gives you forgiveness of sins, a Christian church, and the promised resurrection. All of these are gifts, all for you joy. Baptized saints, in the Lord we rejoice because the Lord, well, he never stops giving good gifts to us. In ourselves, though, we lament because we never stop living in this veil of tears. And so, in the Lord we have a reason to rejoice, but in ourselves, at the same time, we have reason to be sorrowful. And so, we rejoice in our sorrow, and we sorrow alongside our joy. We smile. We smile through those tears. But this is neither plastic, this is neither fake, but this is real Christianity, smiling through our tears. Baptized saints, smile through your tears this day, for you neither deny the reality of pain, nor are you abandoned to your pain in this life. The Lord God, he will continue to puncture through your pain to give you assurance, to give you certainty, and yes, give you joy. He will do this. He promises to do this until he delivers you from this valley of tears unto glory where we, oh, where we, we anticipate where all pain, where all sorrow and weeping are gone forever, and then we are given permanent joy. It's Christ for you. Joy in Christ. We smile through our tears. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. you.